0: what's going on guys welcome back it's 10 minutes of modern here on anchor chat with you guys daily about the best game in the world magic the gathering and of course the best format in the world the modern format On the back maneuver on the way to lax headed to new york plenty of thoughts about magic today and one in particular that came to mind there's been a lot of talk about a monastery mentor deck running around and uh you know i'll tell you what guys i think that monastery mentor is an interesting card i've always thought that was a very cool card what it, what it reminds me of are a couple other cards that I like as well. Young Pyromancer being, obviously, the most uh, playable, probably, card in that same vein, as well as the fact that I've always been a fan of Silver for Partisan, though that's not a card that most people like to play with. What all of this leads back to is the card Thrill of the Hunt, which is something that I have talked about before and I wanted to bring up again in relation to what we're talking about. Before I do, I want to remind everybody, last chance... End of day today, I'm going to be giving away two tickets to PAX Unplugged in Philly this weekend. Uh, Two tickets to you and a a, a guest. All you got to do is call into the Anchor Station before the end of the day today. Pitch a board game in 60 seconds or less. What is the board game you think that should exist that does not exist? You pitch it to me. I will play your call, respond to it on the air. And if it's the one that I play, you'll get two tickets to PAX free of charge. So... Let's talk about Thrill of the Hunt, guys. It's a card originally printed in Time Spiral. They were bringing back the flashback mechanic for the very first time. And it's uh, one green on the front that says, target creature gets plus one, plus two to the end of turn. Flashback one white, target creature gets plus one, plus two to the end of turn. So n- a very innocuous card, not particularly powerful. Here's why it's relevant. There are not a lot of opportunities in Modern where at instant speed twice you can get an instant or sorcery spell Uh, Obviously not associated instant speed triggered for such a low mana cost if you think about cards that have uh, Value where you can play them for no mana like you can play them for life like a Phyrexian mana spell Or you think about cards that have flashback and have a strong Strong value one of the big things there is getting two triggers on on things like prowess and things like the cards We're talking about so I want to bring to mind the card thrill of the hunt because for for multiple reasons I actually think it's pretty good Um, now at, at the base level Lightning Bolt is still a card people play. It's still a card people think about. It's still a good card. Uh, The fact that that you can respond and make any 2-2 big enough to survive a Lightning Bolt with a Thrill of the Hunt in your hand or sitting in your graveyard at any point is really quite good. Um, also the fact that Collective Brutality is one of the most played cards and the minus, min- the minus two minus two effect is completely negated by a Thrill of the Hunt, especially if you're playing a deck where an opponent is gonna be trying to pick off specific creatures like that. It just seems like a pretty strong card to play that gives you defense against maybe two of the five most played removal spells in the format right now, but also allows you to get two triggers. Thing about what this card does is once you if you're going to go down the road of playing a three-mana sorcery speed creature which i understand a lot of us don't want to but some of us do uh which is why geist of st draft is seeing more play again because splinter twin doesn't exist anymore now playing three mana sorcery speed creatures is actually a very good thing you not know, the reliquary and cards like that i just happen to like this card and and what do i always say to you guys what do i always always say if you can identify an effect that nothing else in the format can do if you can identify something that is unique You're on to something. There is no other card in Modern that exists right now that has a playable effect for one and flashes back for one, both with instant speed. That's impressive. That's not something you can do. Not a high power level, but certainly something notable to pay attention to. So I wonder if I'm alone on this. I wonder if those of you listening to this agree with me that Thrill of the Hunt is underplayed and actually has uh, has uses. Because currently, the consensus on that card is is that it's just outright bad. And Ben Bateman, your host here, is a fool for thinking it's good. I've heard this before. Alex Kessler, my host on the Masters of Modern Podcast, he has absolutely laughed at me before about this. But I personally think Thrill of the Hunt is a real magic card and a card that people should think about playing. So keep that in mind, guys. And I want to know if you have any uses of Thrill of the Hunt that I'm not thinking of, things that you've done with that card that are very cool that you would like to share. Because if you do, I will share them on the station because any chance I get to talk about stupid cards from Time Spiral Block that I love, that no one else likes, I will take. I will take that free money. So anyway, guys, thank. Thanks for listening to the station please favorite if you like what you're hearing and as always i want to remind, remind everybody here anchor is basically twitter meets podcasting so if you're hearing this recording on some other medium it's on twitter it's on reddit it's on youtube remember download anchor.fm it's a free app it's you download it in seconds you find the station 10 minutes a modern we're the premier magic station on anchor and instead of tweeting at me you just call straight into the station that's how it works i feature your calls like radio alex and i get to respond to them Thanks for listening, guys. We'll keep talking magic today. I'm gonna to try to knock out one more recording here before I'm on the airplane. But uh, have a great one, guys. Enjoy your Thursday, and let's keep talking MTG. What's going on, gang? Welcome back to Ten Minutes of Modern. I'm back one more time to chat with you for a few more minutes in this Uber on the way to the airport, heading off to New York. I want to talk to you a little bit more about uh, a similarly inspired topic from the one I was just talking about. You know, we were just talking about Thrill of the Hunt. It's a it's a fringe flashback card from Time Spiral Block. Well. What do we think about Flashback as a mechanic? You know, on this show, I talk about all kinds of different things. Alex and I have interesting subjects, whether it's talking about where the commands fit in or anything like that. But, you know, Flashback is an age-old mechanic in Magic. It's come up multiple, multiple times now. Uh, They've brought it back. Do we think that flashback is properly balanced? Like, is it the sort of thing that when you see a flashback card, you're always like, you know what, the world is dumb, and there's always a place for me to play this card? Always, because I get two cards for one. Or do we think that flashback, just in general, is the opposite? Which is that because you get two halves of it, it's never really that good on the front side. I mean, if we really try to break it down, probably the most prominently played flashback card in modern history by a wide margin has to be Lingering Souls. Lingering Souls is a great card with a very pushed rate, and I would actually argue that what makes that card so good is that the back half is better than the front half. So when you discard it to some sort of a looter or self-mill effect, well, the fact that you can play Lingering Souls for two makes it really, really good. How many other flashback cards have that, where the back side is actually better than the front side? And I'll tell you, the ones that have that, that I think are really, really good, are the ones from Torment the, those, those old cards like Deep Analysis? The cards where the flashback side of it is actually a more interesting effect than the front side. So Battle Screech is another one that I really really like. For those of you that don't remember, Battle Screech is an awesome card. It's white white two where you put uh, two one one I think flying bird creature tokens into play, and its uh, its ability is tap two three untapped. Uh, white creatures you control to flash it back. It costs no mana to flash back, So If you have any creature on the battlefield, you play it for four mana. You get four creatures. Really, really powerful stuff. Um, which actually brings to mind the idea: is is this something? The next time they bring flashback back, they should play in the space. They should make a bunch more cards where the back half is more valuable than the front half. I'm not sure that they would. I'm actually not really sure that they would because it does feel like more and more and more the deeper down the rabbit hole of decks that abuse the graveyard we go the less and less wizards wants to print cards that are going to take advantage of the fact that if you don't draw them but you discard them or you mill them they're actually going to be better than they would be if you drew them uh, that seems like something that they're pretty aware of that, that, that sometimes is abused and they don't want to go down that road as much so just wanted to ask you guys the listeners of the show Is that something you'd like to see? Do you think those cards are fun? Do you think it's fun when you get to eschew the cost of mana and and flash a card back for a different cost, when you get more value out of the back half and the front half? certainly something I like. I'm always, you know, in favor... I'm always in favor of printing powerful commons and uncommons. As far as, like, broken rares and mythic rares go, I mean, that's fine. And it's fun to get those cards, but I really, really like versatile pushed commons and uncommons. They just, they're just more fun, especially ones where it feels like you're getting value. You're not breaking the game. You're just getting a high value. You're having to jump through a hoop to get something really cool out of it. That's one of my favorite things. So anyway, guys, uh, share your thoughts, call in here to the station favorite if you like what you're hearing. And if, uh, of course, you know, download anchor.fm if you haven't already to uh, participate in the conversation. Thanks for listening. To 10 minutes of modern guys have a great Thursday. Talk to you when I get the New York. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor Chat with you guys daily about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. I host the Masters of Modern podcast along with Alex Tesler and Collective.com. And tonight, I'm here in New York City, uh, Brooklyn specifically, for my dad's 70th birthday to talk to you guys a little bit more about the subject of value cards with two casting uh, situations, flashback type of cards, you know, uh, aftermath type of cards. And um, I, I figure I'll probably take some call ins here because I had one particular call in yesterday that I thought was really interesting. Brandon S. Russell suggested a deck recently. And I want to talk to you know, just a little bit about some of the ideas that I have about sort of this subject um, value, second casting, sort of how much value do you get out of cards that can be cast twice? Um, so. Without further ado, guys, uh, I'm going to get straight into it. I want to remind everybody here this is Anchor. It's basically Twitter meets podcasting. Instead of tweeting at me, you call in. We can share your call ins as you're about to hear, respond to them on the station. Alex and I listen to everything, and that's how Anchor works. So continue listening to the station. Thank you so much for supporting. Let's uh, hear some call ins about Flashback and share with you guys kind of uh, some ideas that I have for, for deck building. Hi, this is Sid. I guess the question I have is what makes Thrill of the Hunt better than any other pump spell? in green. Um, you have Might of Old Krosa, Ground Swell, uh, Vines of Vastwood, Blossoming Defense, even Become Immense, Minogenic Growth. I mean, these are cards that do more for one mana or no mana or allow you to delve and pay for less. I mean, what is it about uh, Thrill of the Hunt that makes it so much more appealing than these other spells? Because I could play two Might of Old Krosas and get more value than playing uh thrill of the hunt like what makes it better why play more thrill of the hunts and less of these other cards that supersede it that do better than it for less mana Sid, great question, because it allows me to highlight really what the whole point of the discussion of Thrill of the Hunt actually is, in my opinion. Um, it's So you, you pose a really interesting question, and, and some of you that didn't hear what I was talking about yesterday on the station, I'll quickly reiterate. I was talking about the card Thrill of the Hunt, which is a time spiral flashback card for one green. At instant speed, target creature gets plus one plus two, and it flashes back for one white. The comment that I had was that I feel the card is criminally underplayed because of the way that it interacts with cards that have prowess and most specifically cards that trigger off of the casting of an instant or sorcery spell not necessarily to pump a creature but to generate card advantage by making tokens and the reason that i feel this card is underplayed really what it does is speaks to how many instant speed or we'll even say sorcery speed though they're worse uh, spells you have where the front cost and the back cost meaning the flashback cost and the regular cost both are one or two mana so as long as one of them is one and one of them is two or less so let's take ancient garage as a great example of another card why don't those cards see more play with other cards like young pyromancer and cards like wolf or silver and cards like monastery mentor and the reason i say, and, and we'll even go as far as say you know cards like gutter snipe but basically these cards that trigger off of the casting of an instant or sorcery spell And Thrill of the Hunt in particular is one that I think is good because the plus two toughness ability on the spell's casting makes it a protection spell at instant speed in some ways for some of the removal in the format. Now, clearly not good enough to make it in any way on people's radar because it's not played. Nobody plays this card. I'm one of the only people I can think of that ever talks about this card. But I do think that the card's underplayed in the sense that if you stack this up against cards like Artful Dodge and purify the grave and we'll, we'll say ancient grudge and saving grasp um ba- basically any of the spells that cost one and flashback for one or cost two flashback for one it gets there's a very small list right and now the idea here is that as long as you're getting enough of an effect enough of a game relevant effect for cheap enough the fact that you get two spells out of every one spell here in the situation is what makes this appealing Now, not appealing in the sense that, like you asked here, it doesn't make Thrill of the Hunt better than Mutagenic Growth or Might of Old Krosa or Vines of Vastwood or any of those cards. It certainly doesn't. By no means is that even close to true. But what ends up happening is those cards that you're talking about, they fit very specifically into a deck that wants to make the most of a pump spell for one or two mana, right? It it really wants to make the most of it. It wants to get the highest rate of return, power, and toughness for its one mana. That's not at all what the point of using Thrill of the Hunt even is because even at best you're getting plus 2 plus 4 for 2 mana, which is not the point. The point is that if you play spells that allow you to target things or get uh, instant or sorcery triggers and your deck is is just full of them, you're playing like 12 or 14 or 16 of them, it means that as soon as you untap with one of those cards, your ability to gain immense card advantage goes through the roof. Because not only does every single one of your cards have some like a marginal effect, something like Purify the Grave is a great example of a card where for one you exile a card, for another one you exile another card, two different targets, two different triggers, that's very relevant in modern, that, that's gonna foil some plans considering how many decks are utilized in the graveyard. But on top of that, if you're playing it after a young pyromancer's down or a monastery mentor or something, or a gutter snipe, the fact that it's gonna be it's gonna come with an extra four damage or an extra four power or an extra two tokens is what makes it interesting. So my point is I actually think that there's a deck out there that does exactly what I'm talking about that plays at least three colors and utilizes this ability in a way that nobody ever has before. Travel Preparations is a card that's been on my radar on a deck like this forever because I think it's so cool right the idea that you're you're targeting two different creatures at the same time so wolf or silverheart in particular is one where that's just like exactly what you want to be doing but nonetheless guys it's an interesting idea by no means is this an overpowered idea as many of the things that I'll bring up on the station aren't this isn't something that I'm telling you you're missing the boat and if you play this you're going to win your local fnm what I'm saying is there's a space to be explored here that feels kind of janky unless you commit fully and I think that if someone commit fully they would find a lot of the cards that we talked about, your artful, your artful dodges uh, and your you know and your saving grasps, they would find a lot of value. I think that there is a lot more value than people realize. So. That's my opinion, guys, uh, something I would certainly be interested in trying out. Coming up here just a second on the station, the second call of the day, we're going to be talking about a uh, spell-heavy, instant-speed Grixis deck that was suggested by Brandon S. Russell uh, that I've been working on, on my phone a little bit. I want to share some thoughts on that. Follow me on Twitter, ben Bateman Media. Call into the station with your thoughts. Let's keep this thing going. Keep talking magic. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.